adjust your podcast app. There is a new Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast waiting for you. Warning, warning, warning. <laughs> and we're back, Doug. I think it, I think I was looking at our podcast, and it's been like six months since we've released one. Actually, may, maybe even like eight months. What is it, September right now? I think our last one was in, in late January, early February. Yeah, well, and to the fans, we've recorded since then, and we have, you know, podcasts in, the, you know, in, the, in our backlog, but... The uh, p- platform switched over, and there's a couple of things that happen. We get tripped up, and it's not bad to take a break for a little while and reset. So that's, yeah, I think I'm fine with a little hiatus. And now we're back at it, though. Keep our audience wanting, right? So this is who knows if this one will go live, and then we'll probably wait another six months before the next one goes live. No, we're trying to get back on this. Dog texted me the other day. I don't know if it was in the middle of the night or what it is, but I just woke up to a text that says podcast idea misleading trailers i go okay i'm in let's do it and here we are so yeah so let, let's get into it we haven't planned anything out beforehand we're just having a conversation about times we've been misled by trailers so for me right off the bat you know we got to throw out the twisters like the you know the, the misleading classic misleading trailers right like you know what i'm talking about when i refer to twister right i know tw- i know the movie twister or are you, you talking about, about like the, you know, the cow the cow in the uh movie trailer yeah you know, yeah that was a big selling point and it's not actually a shot in the film oh really okay i did yeah okay so is, no is that is that the whole basis? Is that cow the basis for this podcast today? No, I, I I also have a theory about trailers in general. They've become formulaic and they're really effective sometimes. So we'll get into you know that theory. My a couple different theories I have about movie trailers. Um, but no, I think this was just coming from actually I've been watching DVDs and there's I've been watching so I have to watch these trailers sometimes and. Uh, and they're just some of them are funny and they're just misrepresent the movies that they wait. Wait, so wait, DVDs. I, I it's been forever since I've watched a DVD with a DVD. You used to have to watch the trailer. I don't um, remember it that. Depends on, no, not all, not all of them. Like I watched Fargo the other day and went right to the DVD screen. But no, there's um, there's a few. It depends on what company is releasing it. You know, I, I have the Office on DVD and the NBC put out a bunch of you know ones before anyways but yeah some of them do i remember um, there's like an extras menu are you like watching the trailer through the extras menu or oh oh no, you're talking when you put it in there's you like put it in and before you get to the menu main menu before they oh, make, yeah. allow you to make any decisions you have to watch trailers that used to be the case with vhs's too Okay, yeah, I, I guess I, well, VHSs, there used to be a list of trailers before yeah, the movie that, came that's out. That's what I'm talking about. This is, Holy exists shit, on you're DVDs done. as well. You're taking me back. I have, I, it's been so long since I've watched something that wasn't streaming or on demand right, or whatever. this is a whole other like, question. When, when's the last time you watched a DVD? What was the last DVD? Oh, there's no way want? I could tell you. I mean, it was probably up at the lake, but it, there's just no way I could tell you. Like, So you don't have one in your house? I, there's not a single DVD in this house, no. Or a DVD player. No, yeah, we don't even have a player. No, or VHS or anything like that. So yeah, the the way that we watch trailers now is either on live TV, which that's even few and far between. If we go to the movies, and then yeah, these streaming apps that we all have. So if you hover something over in like Netflix, say you like move the clicker over to like I don't know whatever the newest Netflix documentary, it is automatically in the background 
Yeah, I don't like that. I know that. I don't. I don't like it because I it's distracting and it also like just takes up bandwidth, so it goes slower. Yeah, but do, I, don't, I don't like that. It kind of gives you a taste of what it is, so that you can before you even choose to watch the trailer, you can understand what it's. I get it, but like, do you like it when it's on a DVDs? Do you just before we even get into misleading trailers? Do you like trailers? Period. Yeah, so I do actually. Um, I think there's an art to them, um, and you know, growing up in the 90s with VHSs, we, you had to watch the trailers. They were exciting, and there, there's an excitement to the trailers. Even even being in the movie theaters, you know, sometimes everything is, if you go to the movie theaters with Dad, he's got a remark on every single one. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or look at you and something looks ridiculous, he'll just smile and laugh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. They're fun. Um, but sometimes can be misleading. Like, I think, you know, some movies have really great uh, in-the-room pitches. You know, they, they sound great around the board, and then some just don't quite map out. Like, uh, there's a million movies that don't. But me specifically, I have a few that I, um, that I, that I was, like, so stoked on that when I wanted to watch the movies, I just I felt like the trailer was more exciting. Um, and I'll just say the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie. There's this uh, shot of, like, the flares dropping out of the plane and this really dark music. And I was like, oh, baby, that's going to be sick. And it was very underwhelming as a movie. I, I think even the way that they sold that was with Brian Cranston. I watched the movie, too. And I think Brian Cranston is maybe on screen for like 10 minutes tops in that right. movie. Like 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, spoiler alert, doesn't he die in like the first like hour? Like yeah. less than the first yeah. hour? Yep. Exactly, and it's, that's right. I forgot about that, and that's how another way it's misleading is right because Brian Cranston is a selling point, um, and then he's he's barely in it, which which is another misleading thing that happens in trailers all the time. Yeah, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, Matthew McConaughey, perfect example. I have that mm -hmm. one written down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was the trailer. That entire scene was basically <clears throat> the trailer, and then there's like a montage of Leo doing shit in the back. Between Matthew McConaughey and when Leo does like that little move on the dance, the dance floor. and the dwarf throwing, being thrown at the, the camera, yeah. yeah, there was there were certain selling shots um, that they got, but the McConaughey that scene, which was actually improvised by McConaughey, mm -hmm. um, was uh, yeah a huge selling point. And the fact that McConaughey's basically had a movie within the first what five ten minutes or so ten minutes yeah he gives he like introduces leo into like the game and then that that dinner is basically all they have i don't even think they even finish the dinner he just yeah he's in there to to just do the. Mm -hmm. ah! <laughs> that's it he's great he's great but based on i, was, I get I you at the time of uh, true detective where mcconaughey was kind of having a resurgence mm -hmm. and he was just the man for a second yeah, he uh, could sell. He could sell. So they probably adjusted last minute, like, okay, let's get make sure that this gets in here. But I think the amount of time that he spent in the trailer is probably maybe two or three minutes less than he was actually in the movie. So and the trailer and the trailer was only a minute long. So here's the thing. I mean, you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you anyone knows that I don't like Wolf of Wall Street. And I think it has something to do with the trailer being misleading. You've been tricked I, since the beginning. Well, I just went in. You can definitely go into a movie expecting something and, and be be confused when it's something different, which I understand can be tactical or purposeful. Um, you know, some of the Jordan Peele movies or the uh, right, the Jordan Peele movies, you know, I think are 
some of the trailers are a little misleading. Yeah. Um, nope. Nope. Absolutely was leading misleading. Nope was definitely mm-hmm. misleading. So what did you have? What are some of the specific trailers or memories that you have around that misleading um, trailer? So I've got a few here. Wolf of Wall Street was on my list for sure. Um, The one that I remember just being like, always thinking that she'd be coming back. There was uh, the movie Scream. When I went went to go see Scream, the the entire uh, trailer was basically, it looked like Drew Barrymore was the lead character, right? So it's, you know, are you in the house? What's your favorite scary movie? That whole scene at the beginning of Scream happens with Drew Barrymore. And again, spoiler alert. She dies within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. But that movie, her death, her getting axed, was basically the setup for the rest of the movie. Nev Campbell was in the trailer, but it wasn't like... It didn't seem like Nev Campbell was the main character. It seemed like Drew 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 Barrymore was. Yeah. In the defense defense of that, though, the... You know the first scene of the movie often sets the tone. So it makes sense that it's involved in the trailer because here's the tone of the movie. And, you know, I understand, I definitely agree when, you know, when act and you go and expect to see this actor, but, and then someone else, you know, you get thrown off or whatever. Um, but, um, but, but no, I, I, I also understand on their part, you know, sometimes those selling shots are the cameos or are the, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the defining what become the defining uh, scenes in the movie, like the McConaughey, you know, Wolf yep. of Wall Street, they become iconic. And and um, you know, McConaughey even does that out of like football games and stuff like that to get crowds pumped up. Mm-hmm. Like it's become an iconic scene, even though it's really not his movie. It I means- mean, you and I would have gone to see Wolf of Wall Street whether McConaughey was in it or not because we're big Leo fans. But do you think yeah, and- that? Do you, what percentage of the people do you think in the theater were just like, I came here to see Matt, not Leo, and they, I, I you know. Um, I don't, I don't think that was, there were many. I, I don't think they're, you know, it's not like they're mutually exclusive, you know, very different actors. I'm sure if you like McConaughey, you like Leo too, a little bit too. I don't, I don't think there are that many people, dis, you know, like actually disappointed. Like, where's McConaughey? He's going to come back. But I certainly thought he was going to come back at some point. Me too. Um, Me too. But I didn't note that. I didn't note that it was detracting from the movie. I just didn't like the overall tone of the movie. Um, no, I get. We've we've gone over in depth why you have. Yeah. It, so you can yeah, go back. I, I, and don't worry. I won't. I won't cross that bridge again. Um, um, the, the other the other two shows that are re- that I recently watched that I thought were a little misleading for the same reason is that they used top, top actors to bill their the trailer. Um, I watched Dune. Which eh, I didn't really get, but I didn't see the original one. I thought it was like visually pretty cool. Yeah, um, I liked it. Two characters that they really featured in that was Oscar Isaac and Zendaya, and mm-hmm. those two characters. Spoiler again for Dune. Oscar Isaac dies in the first within the first hour, and then Zendaya is like in the last three minutes, and that's it. You're, I'm waiting for her to be well, on it's there. Two What's that? It's a two. It's it doing yeah, a two part. Okay, but the way that they made the trailer for the first part, it made it seem like she was. But they're baiting you for the whole thing. They want you to want they be invested in the whole well, I, story. I took so they the, want you to come back for the second one for Zendaya. Cool. If you're going to show me a trailer for the first one, don't use someone who's in three minutes for you know. But whatever. I I took the bait. I'll be in it on okay. the second one. And how, how about so? What about the movie Seven? 
where it's a you know a major actor is in it and is a big part of it, but he doesn't really show his face until the last you know. So Kevin Spacey doesn't sure. really. I, I don't remember Spacey face. being in that trailer. I don't really remember that trailer. Period. No, but I'm saying so. It's a part of the reveal to to they they so trailers are intentful or purposeful. Yeah. Like they they're giving you a certain amount of information on purpose. Right. I think we're talking about two different things here. That's another podcast where like the. The, there's a cameo from someone that's in, that's a famous someone that's in the so movie. So the reveal, like the reveal of a cameo yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Damon's been many times, many times in this. So like Interstellar, Matt Damon's like barely at the end. Saving Private Ryan, he is Private Ryan and you don't even know it until like the end. You don't realize it's Matt Damon until the end. Uh, Euro, so, so Euro, trip, Euro Trip, he's Scotty doesn't know the... Yeah. Singer he's in the a, he's in a like, Thor. He's in a Thor movie too, right? Like a small cameo. He plays uh, Loki or Thor or something. Um, um, but never was Matt. I don't think Matt Damon was in any part of any of those trailers. So I wasn't like waiting to see so Matt what, Damon. What I was suggesting though is, um, you know, we're talking about actors who only play a small part, but then are are billed. So, but that that's kind of the opposite. Like that, or or. So would you rather them not be billed and then, yes. then reveal? Yes, yeah, definitely, right. definitely. Yeah. As opposed to overuse to sell the movie specifically. Totally. And they, they, they do that a lot with like a producer title. You'll oftentimes see uh, like Leo's name as a producer. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio produced this. And I've recently listened to a couple of podcasts who say, you know, a lot of times that's just uh, a gesture or they're not really necessarily involved in the project. They just either are invested in it or, sure. you know, or some, there's some, you know, glad handing going on with it or, you know, that type of thing. Uh, like another thing. Yeah. I, I always look, I always, when I'm watching a movie, watch the credits at the beginning uh, is to see who's involved. What I don't understand, and maybe we could take this away, uh, get, get our interns on this is what the, what the hell is an executive producer? Because when you when you come in to a movie, there are like twenty. There's producers, and then there's like well, twenty executive producers. And, my, and that's in my what mind, I think like I'm saying, an, an like executive, executive producer is like actually has involvement on the day to day and in the script and how it's being shot and actual production. Whereas I think then, like I was saying before, producer titles can just be giving ar given arbitrarily to people in order to like say if they're owed for something paul you'll see paul rudd's name all over stuff because he has partnerships with people and it's it's a hollywood thing where people get producer titles and they have nothing to do with the right, actual right. production i'm wondering it could, if it conceptual it could be you know they gave them notes on this one thing and then they got a producer credit in return so supposedly it's it's pretty ill-defined okay what a producer can be whereas an executive producer is someone who's very hands-on and involved in the okay because in my mind like there could only be one or two executive producers and nowadays you just see so many it, you know it, i forget what movie i was watching the other day but it was just like i was watching lists for like five minutes of anyone who is executive producer and a lot of them were actors that were actually in the the film itself so it was just mm -hmm. weird um, and so it's another way, it's just another way to, to market a film too, is to put someone's name on it, really. Yeah. Um, so I have a theory, if you'd like to entertain it, um, about trailers. Do it. So uh, talking about misleading trailers um, and, you know, they, they're 
sent out, shown deliberately. Um, I have a theory that the more times you see a trailer, or they're m the more times they're pressing a trailer, the worse the movie is. So I have in my mind like Wolverine Origins, it was a terrible movie, but they pressed the hell out of it. And I and I and I've seen this. I think Sucker Punch was the same way, where they they were like, oh man, we got a real piece of crap on our hands. We just gotta. Sucker Punch was okay. Sucker Punch was all right. Whatever. But but I, but this is my theory. I believe that they sat they heavily saturate the market with advertising for it in order to just cast a wide as wide as net possible or put it in your head and be like all right i've seen that a hundred times now i guess i have to like look into it and then it's just terrible so you know there are certainly movies like that um I and could, it always raises yeah. my eyebrow when i when i'm seeing this movie pressed over and over and over and over and i'm just like what what are they trying to do i'm already skeptical uh, the biggest uh, one for this year was Barbie, obviously. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing an ad for Barbie. And I, I didn't see it. I, have you seen it? Have you seen Barbie? I, I, so I haven't... I don't even think I've seen the trailer for it, to be honest. I, but have, have only... you seen any type of marketing for it? Like Yes, absolutely. Like, you would yes. be watching commercials of commercials and Barbie would be in there. Like, there was a progressive commercial where he's like, oh, I'm insuring Ken's house and, like... We, we watched silly. You can do a marketing campaign without, you know, producing a trailer or video. You know, it's, Barbie had a resurgence. It's the, it's the intellectual property that's having, you know, it is really what they're selling in addition to the movie. Right. It's mixed with like a modern day, whatever, uh, what do you call it? Modern day social statement or whatever you want to call it. But, um, so no, I haven't seen it. But I've heard great things, and I want to see it. Okay, so but I mean, to me, that was something. Generally, I think you're right. I think if something's over uh, marketed, or if you're just seeing the trailer like on every single commercial during like a sports break or whatever, like in between innings or at halftime, then yeah, generally you we can now as consumers, at least you and I, can tell like okay, they are just making this trailer is so you know, uh, so over the top, and so, exact, great word, sensational, that I know that this movie's going to suck, or that, like, they're giving, they're giving me, like, like, you can almost just tell from the CGI in, in, uh, in a trailer, like, whether it's going to be good or not. Let me, let me go, I mean, you're not going to like this, but all the Marvel movies do this, all of them do it. And yeah, they're, they're, they're less of like a movie like that's trying to win an Oscar or, or be any type of credit. They're, it's just a money maker. Why wouldn't I like you, you for you to say that? I totally agree. Because you just said that it's usually done for shitty movies. It's usually done for well, like a crappy Marvel, movie. I won't want the new Marvel stuff. I, I'm, I've been off that okay. wagon for a new, long time. New or, new or old, they've, they've been doing the same marketing campaign for all of them, right? Like, you're watching a Pepsi commercial and then Spider-Man kind of comes through. It's like, all right, like, they're even intruding on other commercials. Oh, no, they're, it was brilliant. I mean, the way the marketing campaign for the whole Marvel universe is, is unprecedented and, and brilliant, in my opinion, but is also, it doesn't produce quality, you know, yeah. art. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's formulaic. The other part of a trailer is within, now we're getting so good at watching trailers, that if I say it's a two minute trailer, that's like an extended version on YouTube. If I'm like 20 seconds in, I will turn it off. If it's a movie that I want to watch, I will turn it off mainly because 
I think trailers nowadays give too, especially for action movies, give too much away. I, I don't want to see, like for the latest Mission Impossible, I've already seen Tom Cruise motorcycling off of a cliff and then throwing the throwing his, uh, whatchamacallit, his parachute behind him. Like, I kind of wish, I haven't seen Mission, the newest Impos- Mission Impossible yet, but I kind of wish I went into that movie not knowing that that happens so that mm-hmm. I'm not ready for it. Because why, now, now that I've seen that, I'm sitting in the movie theater, I'm like, okay, when's that scene coming? And, like, I already know it's coming. I'm not amazed by it because I've already seen it. And I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, sometimes these trailers give away too much and ruin my experience of the movie. So I know that now. And if I know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, first 20 seconds, I know I want to see this cut. Like, even when I'm watching something or streaming something on, like, Netflix or whatever, I'm like, I don't want to see. I've seen too much. I've seen too much. I want to hit play before I see the end of the trailer because... Generally, they this storyline is almost given away. And then if you go yeah. back, have you ever done this, Doug? Have you ever watched a movie and then gone back and watched the trailer and just be like, sure. why did I just watch that movie? Because I, they gave everything away just right there. So I am not a big fan of trailers. Like I, I do like the hype. Like if I'm if we're watching the Super Bowl and they're announcing, say, the next Bond or whatever, Fast and Furious, I'm like, yeah, that, that fires me up. But at the same time, I'm telling myself, well, don't get too invested in this next two minutes because, you know, you got to save some excitement for when you actually sit down and watch it. No, I, and I think uh, I, I totally understand that and can uh, and I, I feel that somewhat I, I'm a person who can kind of suspend that memory and in, in, in let the show unfurl or let the movie and story unfurl and be surprised it's just not the way my brain works. I'm not like, unless there's, you know, I'm certainly, especially in action movies, you're looking for that certain money shot scene. Um, and they can, they can really give those away. Those are really the selling points of the movie. That's why your butt's in the, in the seat, which I don't think they did with Top Gun. I think Top Gun did a really good job of giving you a limited glimpse into what you're going to see. And then you were allowed to be blown away in the theater, um, which, yeah. you know, we all were and was, was, was super fun. Um, but, but I, I certainly see where, you know, they, they give a lot, even, even showing two characters in the same room. It's like, well, that was what the movie was leading to is them going head to head. So yeah, yeah. There's no anticipation of whether it's going to happen. It's you're it's going to happen. Okay. Again, um, Marvel movies, good guy, bad guy. You're going to end with a fight between the two of them. Like just so but even, even, even alluding to like a good character possibly being bad. It's like, well, wait, let me get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't, yes. don't present that for me to, you know, you know, to, for me to go in with prior knowledge. Um, I don't like that. Um, and I, I would say that trailers are the, the biggest like example of Doritos and corn syrup. In terms of like, they just give you all of the, the flavor, all of the the fat, all of the the good stuff from a movie in a really short, you know, um, um, nutritionless <laughs> yeah. couple minutes. You saturated. Know? You don't, you saturated. Don't, yes, you don't. You don't t- exactly. It's completely saturated. A short glimpse um, that gets you excited and it tastes good and it's like, oh man. And it's like it. So that that's where the the art of the trailer, I think, is really effective. Um, and there's a few elements that they use. One one that's become like pervasive in trailers in general is repurposing old songs with like a Lana Del Rey style voice, and mm-hmm. they slow the songs down so it'll be like, 
Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. And then there's like a big, you know, and, and then it's like pan to him, the hero with and a massive wave rising above yeah. him. Who am I to disagree? And then they do a synth come in, and it's it's it, you can you yes. can do that with the old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're right. That that is. And to be honest, I eat it up. Yeah, you know what horror? <laughs> love- there's a there's the horror movie uh, thing too, where it's just like silence. Then you hear like a really scratchy, scratchy record. Same thing with like a like a slowed down version of like an old psycho song. killer. Yeah. and then they yeah. like slow it they down. They slow it down, yeah. right? Yeah. It's but it has to be an old, familiar favorite. So it has to be something. Riding on this nostalgia wave that we continue on, there has to be something old and from, or excuse me, familiar but new. Mm-hmm. So you know, having lyrics and tunes that people recognize but in a new fashion is is on is mainstream culture. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, I mean, people come to but see. It is effective. I mean, this is someone who makes their living you off of covers yep. of people old sure. songs that are. So it's and not all bad. Ambition. And yeah, and you do, exactly. You do yeah. your own renditions, and that's what people are paying for. Like, uh, no one wants. To, there's a difference between someone turning on Spotify and listening then to you play your version of, you know, the time of the season or whatever it is. Like, well, and, and I specifically said the art of the trailer because I don't think it's you know below art. I, no, I think no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying most trailers now do. Like, we've we've got the formula. You've got the formula for. Yeah, the, the formula is there where when Phil and I were growing up in the 90s, it was... In a world. In, in a world. <laughs> Rob Schneider is. <laughs> it is like, the it was the same voice. There's a guy who talks like this. And I don't know where he is. He's now. dead. He's dead. They did a whole 60 Minutes thing on him. Like, when he oh, died. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was doing something like 80% of like every, every, uh, it was it, maybe not that high, but it was almost 80% of all action movies that came out between like 1980 all the way up through 2000. He just did them all. And he's basically telling you what the movie is. Like the, now they, now we're good at watching these things so we can tell if it's an action movie or a comedy or whatever, just by the, just by the trailer. He would literally like say, spell it out for you in that voice that you just did. <laughs> This this summer. <laughs> it's, it, it's great though. It worked. It, it worked. And, and I'm not saying that just because like this formula doesn't mean it doesn't taste good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so the that that was another thing they used to sell movies is like that continuity to like they gave legitimate like that guy almost provided legitimacy for some crap films though too. Yeah. So just having him having seeing a movie in that light legitimized it back in the day at least. Whereas now people have editing skills at home; they can do their own. Yeah. Uh, um, so, do you think that with all the formulas and, and your awareness of it, do you think you're more likely these days to be misled into a movie, or are you less likely? Less, less likely, less likely, because we've seen so many of them. We've been watching them our whole lives. And like you said, the formula is now kind of getting more towards like, or there's more of a formula now. Like 
it's almost like the people who are making the trailers are presenting it to someone who has seen thousands of trailers before. So there is no narrator anymore. There's we know what we're looking for, and we can you can almost tell just by the trailer, like you said before, if it's gonna be a good movie or not. It's up to the person who's selling it or the person who's putting that trailer together to mask that as much as possible. But even then, I think we're even getting smarter as consumers to to not be misled by something. The only way that I think that they could do it is you ever see like them create like uh, I think you probably sent me a trailer like this where it's like Mrs. Doubtfire as a horror film or like uh, Love that. or Love that. like the Santa Claus as a horror film like. That's the well, only that's way that they could trick us. Like, if I didn't know a movie was coming and they put it out and they almost advertised it as a different genre, that would be the only way I could be tricked. But no one's doing that because all it would take is the first week of people going to it, just like, and then they get on social media or the internet or whatever, and just be like, this movie has completely misled you. Don't go see it, and they they would lose money off doing that. But I think that's the only way I could be tricked now. To be honest, even with the knowledge of the trailers and the formula, I think I'm more likely to be tricked now. Now, like, I am susceptible to the formula. When I'm sitting there watching these trailers, I'm like, man, that looks good. That looks good. Um, but my experience has led me, you know, different. So I'm not watching a ton of new movies right now. I. You know, I, I'm kind of, uh, and it's still in a little bit of a lull in terms of new movies. Mm. Um, well, there hasn't been I, much. There really has, other than Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Mission Impossible, I can't really think of that many new movies that have come out. I mean, there's we're starting to get to spooky season now, so there's there looks like there's a couple more like horror films come out. But between like the strike that's going on right now and really, there was no there was no other real estate other than those three movies. I think this summer, like. For, or no more bandwidth. Maybe some kids' movies that came out that you and I are always blind to, but there really wasn't much real estate in the theater for anything other than those three movies this this summer that I no, can think of. Can you? That's true. But the ones when I do see a trailer, I, I still can certainly be tricked and think it's, well, I'm like, man, that looks cool. Um, so and I'll ask you this question after I say mine. Uh, the last trailer I watched just yesterday is a, New Simon Pegg semi horror movie. You know who Simon Pegg. Is? Yeah, he's isn't he in Mission Impossible? Guy from Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's also Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I know, you know him. Yep. Uh, he's a pretty famous actor. Um, he's in a new movie uh, um, about this talking mongoose, where it's actually based on a, a true story. It, it look it, so I, I can't describe the story. Um, the mongoose name is Jeff. I think that's the name of the movie. There's a, it's yeah. So that's it, what you're. It, it seemed like an A twenty four style eerie um, mystery type thriller, mm. and I really like him as an actor. the The quality of the the shots looked really good. I'm aware of the story as well. Um, mm-hmm. It was it's an, from an old. Uh, it's an old ghost story. Essentially, it's an old uh, haunting story where this family um, was haunted by this talking mongoose that would live in their walls um, and talk to them and talk to the town and there was this proof. And anyways, I, I, I'm not gonna say I believe it or whatever, that's the story. That's it for me, it was, it looked thrilling enough. I liked the actors and it was, 
it let it left enough mystery where, where, where I definitely want to see it. Where did you see the where did you see the trailer on YouTube? On Reddit. Reddit. Okay, cool. Yeah, as I was going through in the morning. Yeah, I haven't seen a I haven't seen a trailer recently that at the top of mind that I really want to see. I mean, there's always one that Crystal and I, as I've said on past past podcasts, that we pick out for like Halloween, like right around Halloween. So I'll start looking for something. There's one called Thanksgiving that's coming out that looks so stupid. It's it it just looks so stupid. It's like this pilgrim with a knife, and it just looks dumb. Uh, but Nothing, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm dying to see based off of a trailer. Um, when's the last time that you were duped? So when, when's the last time that a trailer misled you? And so yeah, that maybe, maybe what, what's the maybe not the number one time, but what's what's a recent time where you were certainly misled by the trailer? Um, so there was one with Jared Leto, Remy Malek, and. Uh, Denzel Washington that came out recently. I can't remember the name of it, but they basically, the trailer duped me. It made it seem like this is going to be one of the best Oscar nominated action. Like you put these three guys, all Oscar winners together. And like, I'm like, they, they made the trailer look really cool. And like that the movie was really cool. And it just, it sucked. God, I can't remember the name of it. The little things. That's what it was called. And it just, I don't know how you get those three all, all on the same movie frame and the movie just is that bad. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, it's easy to be susceptible to the, you know, it's, you see Denzel in there and that's, you know, basically most things he touched turns to gold. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty easy bet. It's the same with, you know, when we see Leo in something like, when you see a high caliber of actor, you, you know, you're curious of what they're taking on. Um, last time I was duped certainly was with the Marvel stuff, I think, or the, the more notable ones. Cause I, I enjoyed those a lot. Um, and the, especially when they started making the TV shows, I really just, they looked cool and I was, it was into the storyline and all, and they really just didn't deliver. They're clearly just, they, they want the clicks. They are you know just not for me yeah. anymore that's all i have to say about the, it to be i honest. mean the latest matrix you can say the same thing it was not it was more of trinity and and neo just being civilians rather than actual and they couldn't get Lawrence fishburne back either to do the movie so they kind of made it seem like okay this is going to be a new when really a matrix when really it was kind of almost like a satire on the matrix it was almost like a uh, I don't. I don't even know. It wasn't even. It was like them sitting around talking about nostalgic things. Like it wasn't even really like. A, 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 I wouldn't even consider it part of the series. Mm. Well, I actually haven't even seen it yet. Still, um, I'd but... I'd watch. Go ahead and watch it, but you'll see what I'm what I'm talking about. It just it it almost has nothing to do with like the previous three. Um, we have yet to see Oppenheimer, but that was a trailer that has got me excited about going to see that. So mm-hmm. hopefully next time we, we start up the podcast, um, we'll have either seen that or, you know, can, you know, speak to it a bit because it, it does look really sweet. Cool. Doc, since we haven't been on recording, I just want to wrap up here. Was what what have you watched recently that has been really cool? Or any any recommendations for me or any of the listeners here? Yeah, um, there's a Netflix. There's a couple of cool things on Netflix right now. But what I just watched that I thought was really informative and neat was there's a 
it's called the blue zones and it's about people's living where these zones um where there is longest long jet or where people are experiencing the longest lives mm-hmm. or the uh, are living the longest um that i just it was basically this guy going to these different places and breaking down what they eat how they live their approach to life i found it inspiring and informative and it was pretty easy like, a little dry as maddie would say but uh it it was certainly i thought it was like entertaining as well as informative which i think is kind of the future of of you know netflix and all they're doing a lot of informative things um that are entertaining still and it's not just um uh it's not just entertainment for entertainment's sake it's entertainment with a purpose which i appreciate cool so the blue zone I'll, i'll put that on my list um, I just finished an, uh, an Apple uh, TV Plus uh, series called Blackbird with uh, Taron Egerton. He's the guy from Kingsman. The Kingsman, he's Eggy, yeah. I think. Or from, yeah, from... I haven't. They're trying to make this guy a star. I, I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm buying it. I'll take whatever stock, stock you're selling. I'll, I'll buy him as a star. I think he had a brief hiccup playing Elton John and Rocket Man. I don't think that that went over too well. But uh, he's kind of like this tough British guy. With a pretty face, and I, I mean, he he plays a prisoner in this one, pretty convincingly, and I'd recommend it to anyone who has Apple Plus. Also, is just that like, how you see? Is that how you see yourself? You, you know, you really see yourself in that movie, just like a tough guy with a pretty face. You know, this this, this face is, hasn't been pretty in years, dog. But thank you, thank you for thinking. So. Yeah, it hasn't. That body has been tough since I started beating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll come at. We'll set, we'll settle that score after we hit after we hit stop here, but. Uh, the other one that I saw uh, was a movie called Loose. It's from 2019, um, but it was a really kind of an interesting thing about this uh, adopted high school student. He'd come from Africa. Uh, his parents, Naomi Watts and Tim Roth, are trying to raise him to be a certain way. And the whole time you're wondering, like, okay, is he on the right path? Is he not on the right path? Is he good? Is he evil? It, it's it's kind of a cool thriller uh, that I'm surprised got kind of slipped through our slipped through the cracks over the last four years. So I would recommend. I think that's on HBO right now, or you can get it on Prime. Uh, loose. So. All right. Cool. Well, do. I'll All check right. it out. Well, Mookie just sensed the shift, so that's a good place to uh, to end it right here. It's good. I'm glad we got back on the horse here. Though. All right. Yeah, we're back. Look, back for, look for more in the future. Peace, homie. Set me up to zone out, pushing paper, slamming the stapler, punching the clock.